0: It's another Sunday night watching the superstars fight. You know it's what we love to do. Talking about NXT or WWE. And we can't forget about AEW. Viewer's choice. On the North South choice. On the North South choice. On the North South connection.
1: North-South Connection, welcome back to another episode, another edition of Viewer's Choice. Uh, I am Tim Taylor, and Marcus is on assignment tonight. Uh, Had a long trip over the weekend, but fear not, I have a backup. And it is a very uh, trusted, friendly backup of uh, uh, New to the North-South Connection. Uh, But welcome from the Take 3 podcast, Mike Bernier. Mike, how are you? Hey Tim, what's going on, buddy? Good. I have been dying to uh, get into a podcast forum with you without the uh, Three Count Thursday connection and without the Take 3 connection. And uh, I think this is the uh, forbidden door for us chunky boys.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's basically getting away from intern Matt and Sea C-Stars conversation and getting away from Ernest and every other conversation he has.
1: Yeah, you got to take care of the olds. Like, You got to look after your elder statesman and uh, get, us, uh, get us some clearing room. We can yeah. uh, do all right. But uh, for those who may not listen to Viewer's Choice on the regular, uh, it is Mike and I's duty to let you guys know. We take it under the account that you guys have not watched NXT Not Takeover War Games, and so we're here to kind of give you the quick and dirty on what is must see from the show, what is must miss, and to provide our MVPs. It's not meant to be a recap show in what in, in any sort of format, um, but just giving you the quick hits. So, to go from top to bottom on a the closest we get to a recap, uh the NXT women's war games match saw uh did the did the good the, the babyface team have a team name?
0: I think whenever uh Raquel came out at the end they called it team Raquel when she came out of her holding chamber okay. Uh, so I'm just gonna assume that it's Team Raquel, which I mean, I guess makes sense when it's all said and done. I mean, EO is Eo and the other two are just
1: Yep, there. just there, just there. Uh but Cora Jade, Raquel Gonzalez, Eo Shirai, and Lord, I watched the match and I couldn't even remember the fourth person from the Babyface team. Oh, Kaylee Ray, not the other Kaylee Ray. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Against Team Toxic of Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai, um, we also had uh, Duke Hudson and Cameron Grimes in a Hair versus Hair match. The uh, open weight cruiserweight title match between Roderick Strong I, and I, Joe I believe,
0: Gacy. I believe Joe Gacy going to would would have would have called it the All Inclusive.
1: Yes, the All Inclusive Open the weight. Open weight, never yeah. open weight cruiserweight yeah, yeah. title. Yeah. Uh, Imperium and the challengers for the titles, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, cool Kyle, and Jeep Wagoneer Von Wagner <laughs> And uh, the men's NXT War Games match saw NXT paintball of Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller. And a Tony Meatball, uh, Tony D'Angelo taking on Tomato Champs, Johnny Gargano, uh, L.A. Knight, which one of these things is not like the others? Yep. And uh, Pete Dunn, So uh, I, I kind of like
0: two of those things may not be like the other.
1: Okay, what's the other one? How much did? How much was Pete really in? NXT
0: before they became the bioluminescent brand.
1: I mean, he's been in a War Games.
0: True, it's- I think I, was, I I was at I was at that show.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's been in and around because as much as they try to make NXT UK a thing, it's not necessarily a thing.
0: Uh, I mean, it's definitely, not a thing. it's definitely not a thing to us here in, in in America because you know their show comes on at like three thirty in the afternoon on Peacock, and unless right. you really. Unless you really want to watch Miko Satomura, which, hey, I love the end boss. I don't know that I'm carving out time for uh, another show.
1: Right. It's tough as it is. Um, And if I'm honest, it's been tough to watch NXT 2.0 lately. Um, A mutual podcast friend of mine, uh, the podfather of the soon-to-be-named network, Joe Sposto, has affectionately referred to them as Two Point Glow. Like the glorious women of wrestling or glorious ladies of wrestling yes, um, or glamorous women of wrestling, ladies of wrestling, either way, um, because it feels more like glow than it does NXT. And ever since like the first episode of 2.0, I have not been interested or invested in the slightest in what was happening with NXT so coming into this takeover, at least for me, is um, a bit of a blind spot. But without like giving too too much away, tonight was a really good way to capture those lapsed NXT fans. They put on Correct. a banger of a show.
0: Correct. It was a good It was a good way to get the fans who maybe have taken off since they became the bioluminescent brand. But they were like, hey, it's War Games, and I love that match concept. I'll watch it. So th- they really went out and stole potentially some fans back into believing in what they're doing in NXT 2.0.
1: Exactly. So from what you saw at the Capitol Wrestling Center, uh, what is something that you would say is must watch from not take over War Games?
0: I feel like we should rename that building like the Ruth Chris Center or something <laughs> Just give it some really weird name. I mean, they have the Smoothie King Center in in New Orleans, so let's just give it some weird – like the Ho-Ho Center from fucking New Orleans. I don't know. Yes. We got to give it some nickname. Um, uh, First thing, can't miss for me, obviously, the the match that started the show, which was the women's war game match. Um, To quote the great Dusty Rhodes, they brought a lot of plunder.
1: Yes, they did. Like every it felt like every member of that match was like an action figure that came with a piece of plunder. Yeah. Um, whether it be Kaylee Ray's green baseball bat or Dakota Kai's bundle of kendo sticks. Seven kendo sticks. <laughs> um Cora Jade with her skateboard, which had the NXT Faithful in attendance, uh, start a you can't skate chant. I mean, she
0: did almost fall when she entered the the entranceway, so I...
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, but either way, everyone kind of had their own plunder. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say this is must-watch for me, just because I personally was a little lost, or not lost, but the storyline and, like, the... Final third of the match with Cora Jade with the shoulder injury in which Eoshirai, medicine woman, put them healing hands on Cora Jade and like stump pulled her arm into place, which didn't work. Um, no, but and then. The babyest of all of them gets the victory over the NXT or not NXT champion, but uh, one half of the tag champions in J.C. Jane. Um, but I,
0: I'll say this when it comes to this match, I made on, on my PW scorecard. I thought that Cora was going to be the one that took the fall from Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm.
1: I thought
0: just uh, the the. The, the 20 year old something crazy happens Mandy just picks it apart so when she dis- dislocated her elbow and I'm gonna use air quotes there or shoulder um, I-, I legitimately thought I saw Mandy walking towards her I'm like oh yeah this is gonna be the cheap way they're gonna give they're gonna let the champion stay stay strong and we're gonna we're gonna move on to the next part of uh, of our life and you know and that's where we were going and you know I like the fact that they did something not as obvious with the with the finish. Agreed. It, 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 that that kind of brought it back because there was parts of that match, like the, be, the like the beginning half of that match, I feel is must watch. The mm-hmm. back that that back third where it kind of got murky and it looked like Kaylee Ray might turn on them mm-hmm. point and then handed her the the kendo stick kind of thing where I was just kind of like, okay, but there's the turn if we were gonna get one, but we're not getting one. Right. So I think the finish just kind of. Built back up to where where we got, okay. That can that, that salvaged that quarter of the match that was kind of like muddy water.
1: Right, for sure, for sure. Um, it, not saying it's a bad match. Definitely, like if you're into war games matches, this is fun and fine. It's mm-hmm. middle of the road for NXT in the war game spectrum.
0: I would say if you go back and watch all the women's ones, it, it, it's probably it's probably. In the in the conversation for being just as good as mm-hmm. any of the ones, for uh, sure. But I will say that this match was missing one very 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 important person, um, and that was Candice LeRae because she's been in every one of them before tonight, and not having that like basically, I'm not. I don't want to sound like rude, but like crash test dummy, because that's kind of what she is in those matches. Like she can get thrown from the top of the cage. She can get thrown through 37 tables. She can do a ladder spot. She can dislocate her elbow and still finish the match.
1: Mm -hmm. And that kind of is, that was kind of the role that like Dakota Kai played, except for the fact that like she was on the other team. Like there wasn't a baby face that was really in peril to a certain degree, except for Cora Jade. Dakota Um, Dakota
0: Kai probably should have not have. Let her hair become, you know, the human brillo pad. Either, prior to sp-
1: I kind, to- I kind of like the hair. <laughs> was- uh,
0: it, it, I didn't hate it, but it literally looked like at one point that I was like, "Who is
1: that?" Right. I didn't, I didn't recognize her at first, but uh, it is still Dakota, nonetheless. Um, as for me, my first uh, must-watch is that disgusting for no reason. NXT tag team match for the tag <laughs> titles. Imperium and Kyle O'Reilly and Jeep Wagoneer. And not not for Kyle O'Reilly, but like Fabian Eichner had a coming out party.
0: That dude.
1: Like NXT for for all intents and purposes, they're they've been focusing, at least with 2.0, on The, um, who's taking over for who, like Mm -hmm. that's been the storyline, like the 2.0 versus the old guard. Well, Fabian Eichner is coming for that Cesaro spot.
0: Yes. Quickly. Uh,
1: yeah. (laughs) And so, um, I know Cesaro may or may not have signed a contract extension, but if you can get Eichner to do what Cesaro does on the cheap, and by no means am I saying that he is anywhere close to holding a candle to Cesaro, but if he can be WWE's new Cesaro, like Mm -hmm. new and improved shiny toy that's a little bit younger and a little bit cheaper and, you know, whatever, they'll take it. But Eichner looked amazing here.
0: This is, this is one of those with Eichner. Um, you know, I know that there's talks of, of being bringing, bringing over, uh, sir, baby Huey.
1: Oh yes. Um, uh, him and his four abs just yes. really killing it. Uh,
0: my only question here now is, is if they bring him over, like, does that mean that Eichner kind of doesn't get to stand out like this? Because if that's the case and, and I actually like Walter, um, if that's the case, I'd almost rather Walter just try to, like, crush the UK some more and let let Eichner do this with Barthel and then eventually become a guy that you're going to throw in the North American title picture to see how he may do with the singles belt. But definitely the coming out party for Fabian Eichner tonight.
1: Yeah, uh, for some reason, I feel like Walter was supposed to be going to the main roster of, like, WWE not so much the NXT side. Um,
0: well, if that's the case, then uh, are they bringing the other two with them or are we getting
1: split Imperium? That's, I, I that's don't
0: just Walter on the main brand. And then Eichner and Barthel will just stay Imperium with no real leader because that's going to, I guess, be the question. I know Cesaro doesn't really cut promos, Um mm-hmm but I don't know how well Eichner cuts promos because it's normally Barthel that does a lot of the talking. Yeah. So that would be my question on if Walter does just go to the main roster and they split Imperium from him. Um, I just hope the two of them don't get lost in the shuffle because they both had good nights tonight, but Eichner put himself on the short list of, hey, going into 2022, this is a guy you might want to watch.
1: Without question, I think that this was the Eichner show, and it's not to take anything away from, like, Kylo rally, who's absolutely amazing, um, and Vaughn Wagner was serviceable at best yeah. for this, like, I'm not expecting the world out of him, even though he is destined to be the next heir apparent to, if, if NXT 2.0 had... The four pillars of Mm -hmm. the future it's Von Wagner as an absolute pillar. For I think so, because they put the you have to look at like who they're pairing people against Mm -hmm. and pairing people with, and it's like the pillars for me. If you're if we're doing the pillars discussion, which is contrived even to a certain degree, but. It's Braun Breaker, it's Vaughn Wagner, Carmelo Hayes, and like I wanna say that Mandy Rose is the vehicle for Gigi Dolan. But um either way, like that's really where it is now. Um but again, like with the attention span of Vince McMahon and Brucey, like those pillars are Subject to change. And quickly. Right, because you've got uh, Solo Sokoa. You've got, mm-hmm. what is the...
0: Zion Zion Quinn.
1: Zion Quinn, yep. And then like...
0: Boas, Bo- Bo- kind of someone that, depending on what they do with that character, could be a potential builder.
1: For sure, yep. And then Cora Jade, like they're they're trying to do something with her. I wouldn't be surprised if when Tiffany Stratton shows up that she gets rocket strapped. Correct. But you never know. And that's it's kind of where the interest of, of NXT, at least for me now, has kind of peaked. Um I kind of stepped away from NXT just because I was hate watching it and I don't want to anymore. Um but I might give it a shot on Tuesday. After what I saw today. Um, is there anything else from here that is must watch or must skip for you?
0: Um, I don't know that I put it on like the high scale of the must watch with the men's war games match had some, had some, had some good, good spots in it. Uh, the Tony D'Angelo top rope, uh, crowbar spot with Pete Dunne after taking his mouth guard out. that, Mm That was painful as hell. Um, Dexter Loomis somehow randomly hiding under the ring. Yes, um, always love Dexter hiding underneath the ring. Those are those are the best, the best moments where you're just like, where the "Fuck, did this guy come from."
1: When he, when he's gorillaing himself. Yeah. Under- yes. Um.
0: So yeah, th- th- that was a lot of fun. Um. I will say this, and and I know we're not trying to recap too much, but if this is the end for Johnny, um, as a guy who's been a Johnny fan since. What was that? WrestleMania. What was the one down in Miami with Rock and Cena? 28.
1: 28. Yep.
0: Okay. So, little backstory here with Chris, okay. Mr. Organo, and myself. Uh, that year, I proceeded to try to get as many independent professional wrestlers to Tebow with me at different events uh, <laughs> at WrestleMania weekend, uh, which included uh, getting Davy Richards post his Saturday title defense at ring of honor. He walks out to make a phone call. And like, there's like six of us standing there. And I I looked at my friend, Joe from, from take three. And I go, Joe, I'm like, think I should get David to Tebow. He's like, are you trying to get murdered? He literally might punch your head to your vehicle Mm -hmm. Go over there and say anything to him. (laughs) So, so a couple fans walk over, talk to him after he hangs up the phone. And I was like, Hey, I was like, can you, would you mind? He's like, I don't know what that is, but sure. As long as it's nothing <laughs> offensive. I was like, right. no, 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 So the the Gargano story, um, Johnny was the first one that I got to do it. Nice. And I've I've always been a Johnny supporter from his Dragon Gate USA days. Of course. The night, the night I got Johnny to do the Tebow, the next table over was Chuck Taylor. They were a tag team at the time, Ronan.
1: Mm-hmm
0: one I got Chuck Taylor to do the Tebow but as Joe went to take the picture he turned it into the kneeing slash discount double check Aaron Rodgers title belt because <laughs> they were fighting for the tag titles that night nice he saw me do it with Johnny and that night Chuck turned on Johnny so ever since then myself and Joe I'll always reference to Tebow and killed Ronan
1: uh huh.
0: So so it's one of those things where I, and and you know I I've bought a ton of Johnny's t shirts and stuff like that. I I always try to get a picture with him at the shows I go to, stuff like that. So you know as one of the Johnny's one of the bigger Johnny supporters, um, you know if this is really truthfully it for him, not just in, in NXT but maybe even in, in in the E altogether. Um, it's been a hell of a run.
1: Yeah, it has. Like. I've been kind of critical over Mr. Johnny, look at my hands and see how violent I've been. And mm. and the right or wrong forced classics era of Johnny mm-hmm. Gargano. But either way, uh, you you cannot deny that there was an era in time of NXT in which Johnny Gargano was it. Like, he was what embodied NXT. Um, He was a bridge between the Nakamura, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe era Mm -hmm. into 2.0 land, where we are now. And when you think about the time frame of that, that's a long, long time. Oh, yeah. So, um, Johnny is Mr. NXT for... All intents and purposes for me. Um, even though his like championship reigns, like if you're going to account for reigns, like reigns themselves, um, are a bit on the lackluster side, but he's had numerous really good storylines, really good matches with, I mean, his match with Andrade,
0: mm-hmm. his, uh tri- Street fight Chicago with with Champa.
1: Yep, the trilogy with Champa. Um even the stuff with like Damian Priest not too long ago. Yep. Um and I've been I was critical of Damian Priest and NXT as well. But Johnny has been like really good and yeah. his stuff lately with the way um let us see a different side of Johnny Gargano that we hadn't seen really before,
0: mm-hmm. and him
1: being the driver of a massive group to where from this group we cared about five people. <laughs> I mean, when you count Johnny and Candace and and Austin Theory and Indie Wrestling mm-hmm. and then Dexter Loomis wrestling like it's um, it's insane but either way regardless of whether Johnny goes back to the indies or if he makes an impact somewhere or if he's an elite somewhere um, it's gonna be interesting also you have to take into account too we don't know I'm not sure I don't know what the time clock is on Candace's pregnancy
0: I want to say I think she's probably due January or February.
1: So then that's perfect timing. Um,
0: I, 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 I kind of almost – because I, I know him and Kyle had, had a couple of dark matches. You know, normally the, the, the same thing that happened to one uh, Bronson Reed before they let him go um, in, in those waves and releases. I don't mm-hmm. know if this is like a, hey, Johnny, come do this thing. We'll see where we're at. And then when – when Candace is done and you're ready to come back, we'll figure out where we're going to put you mm-hmm. or if it's like a kind of the same thing with Bronson Reed, where it was like shit or get off the pot.
1: Yeah. Cut bait or whatever. And you know, you know either way, like Johnny's going to have a place like Johnny's yeah. if Johnny. It's, if, it's,
0: if it's making an impact somewhere for, it's becoming a new member of some elite company. uh we'll, we'll figure that out whenever the time comes. But right. I, I think he goes to either one and, and, I'm not going to say is strap the rocket ship to him, but will be a very big piece for them, especially from an in-ring
1: perspective. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, and the Indies is not necessarily like a horrible thing. Like the Indies (laughs) now are a lot different than like the Indies when he was around. Like you can get out there and you can get after it and you can make a bunch of money. And like, um,
0: I don't know that necessarily it was all that different when he like, he chose to stay with Gabe because Gabe was loyal to him with, with Evolve. You know, right. he, he did the AIW stuff cause he was from Cleveland, mm-hmm. uh, dabbled in the PWG stuff, but like he, he never really seemed like he was even remotely interested to go to ring of honor.
1: Right. He wasn't in ring of honor, but he was like, he was in Chakara. He was a part of fist. Yep. Um, which I was
0: actually my trivia question this week on the show.
1: Oh, nice. Um, which is which is also a connection to Chuck Taylor with mm-hmm. Ronan. You just subtract Icarus and you add Rich Swan, and it's the same group. Um, but either way, um, if this is Johnny Gargano's Swan song, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, I'm looking forward to see what's next. I think we're gonna get something on Tuesday because this could also be Kyle O'Reilly's last take over. Um, and I think we're going to get the blow off for him on Tuesday.
0: He did say to leave the cage up, and him and him and Von Wafer, uh, maybe in a cage match.
1: Yeah, which would be cool. Which would be really cool, um, especially to like transfer the last little bit of heat onto Jeep Wagoneer. I,
0: I love, I love that he threw up the the undisputed era hand sign,
1: and then the suck it. Yeah. <laughs> It was very weird. I wasn't. Oh, I didn't know how to feel about any one, of that.
0: Degeneration X at one point. Yeah,
1: sure. Um, oh. Other than that, um, the cruiserweight match was okay. the The Lucha de Apuestas, the hair versus hair, was was fine too. But
0: if I was going to say, if I had to pick a match to skip, it probably would have been the hair versus hair match.
1: Hmm. It,
0: it wasn't. It wasn't great, but it was also wasn't terrible it was just like this is a nice break in between two war games matches right um so like it fit its purpose like both guys went out there and worked hard i I can't say anything about the in-ring work um i will say this funniest moment for me of the night uh the fact that marcel barthel's nxt tag title was upside down
1: oh we should have lost it then
0: if you if, if you go back and watch it Eichner comes out and you can see it where it says NXT and <laughs> Barthel says T
1: TXN.
0: <laughs> I was just like, there is somebody backstage screaming right now about what is this moron doing?
1: Mm-hmm. So <laughs> well, it's kind of a, I, I recall back to WrestleMania. I think it was WrestleMania 18 with the European title and it yes. was Jericho Regal. Mm-hmm. and Regal wore the European title out upside down. And in certain circles wearing the title upside down as a symbol that you were going to lose the title. So
0: was it Jericho or was it RVD that he lost that title to that 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 night?
1: It might have been RVD. I just know Regal was the champion.
0: Yeah, cuz yeah, he wore it upside down and the same thing when you put a flag upside down; it's the international sign of distress. Mm-hmm. Title belts is the international sign that I'm losing.
1: Yes. Um, do you happen to have an MVP for tonight?
0: Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my uh, my MVP selection. Uh, I know we we gave Johnny love, so that'd be the easy one. But I'm not gonna go with Johnny here. I'm actually going to pick um, the Bruiser weight. Mm pizza. Um did some did some crazy stuff in in that war games match. You know, took some spots, took that crowbar spot, sold it like a champ. Um he's a guy that, you know, a lot of people are like, Man, he's been WWE for a long time. Let's not forget though, he's like twenty three years old.
1: Right, no. He's uh he's a young a young youngster. Yeah, so him and Tyler Bate who I'm dying to see more of in the U S but you I know. would love for
0: them to bring over seven and bait and just give us Imperium versus British strong style over here. Yep. And you know, let us, let us worry about that fun stuff because I think that would be something that you could build that tag team division around and then we can, we can get the rest of it down the road and you can move some guys around because I, I don't know, like I said, if Imperium's moving, I don't know what's left in the tag division. Oh, Pete Dunn is 28.
1: Yeah. But either way, like still, that's insane. Like, Insanely. There's, yeah. there's still a lot of miles left on that tank. Mm-hmm. Considering that Hagerstown, Maryland's own L.A. Knight was a member of his team in his 10 years, his senior. Yes. Huh, yeah. What? Like all the <laughs> little. dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Like little John. Yep, and so, um, for me, my uh, MVP is going to be Johnny Gargano. Like, I will take the easy way out. Um, going I back, was, going back to his I Rebel Heart was, phase.
0: Almost took Cora Jade just because of the whole fake shoulder injury, but I was like,
1: no, <laughs> eh. right. Um, but Johnny getting into his first takeover. Um, he. He he carried the load for that takeover from or that, that War games match from start to finish. And he, I think he did it with a broken nose. Oh, okay.
0: He was bleeding. He was bleeding pretty big out of that nose there for a little while.
1: Yeah. And so uh, I'm going to go with Johnny. But, of course, it is not just up to us. It is up to you. So be sure to let us know on social media or via email at VC on North South on Twitter at viewerschoicepodcast at gmail.com for that. Um, but other than that, takeover was fun or not takeover, not, not takeover, but NXT
0: special war games,
1: NXT special war games. It's a nice bridge, especially if you're looking forward to something to watch during this time period where there's no real WWE pay-per-view until day one on uh, January 1st. So if you're bored and you're looking for something to watch, um, you know, give give some give them some stuff a try. You know, the tag title match is really good. The two war games matches, they scratch an itch. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Mike, where can the people find you or hear you uh, do other podcast things?
0: Uh, you can listen to me every Friday morning. Uh, the Take Three Wrestling podcast with myself, Ernest, and uh, Joe Lopez. Uh, our three man banter of fun and games. Uh, You can follow me on the Twitter machine at they call me burn B E R N is the last four letters. Burnier chop it off. Make it make it make sense. Um, Other than that. uh, Yeah, it's all I got, man.
1: Yep. Take three wrestling podcast. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh,
0: You can follow us there. If you want to listen to Ernest tweet, random things that's at take the number three wrestling,
1: take three wrestling on Twitter. Absolutely. And and for me, not the tool man uh, across all platforms Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. I'm on TikTok. Send me your funny TikToks. I'll look at them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that is all, thank you so much for listening uh, to Viewers Choice on the North South Connection, North South Connection. It's your one stop shop for so many different topics of wrestling and pop culture and beyond between. Uh, talks about the next generation uh, era of WWF or new gen, new gen on a mission or uh, going through the PG era of WWE, going through the Jim Crockett promotions era of WCW, going through the ECW uh, layout, going through TNA. There's so much and so much on the daily dropping on the North South connection. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. All of it drops on one podcast feed. Uh, if you enjoy what I do here and what typically Marcus joins me with, uh, you can hear us every week on uh, Final Wrestling Place on the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-named network.com, soon-to-be-named network.tumblr.com. Uh, Marcus and I take the nouns of wrestling, the person's places, things, and ideas, and put them either in the good place or the bad place. We have been sprinting through the guest host era of monday night raw and we are down now to two final massive multi-host episodes Uh, this week we put seven more hosts in next week we put six more in and then we go best year worst year ever to close out 2021 Um, so be sure to check us out uh, wherever you get your podcasts or on the studio name network there's so many other good podcasts there too Um, for, uh, Mike, I am Tim. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, remember the choice is yours.